0: Good evening, welcome in. It is the Therese Paylor show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie Therese Paylor, one of the best NFL writers in the country, joining us in studio for the show tonight. If you guys want to get involved the protein, I'll see you with the purpose text line is 69306. You can always follow him on Twitter. He is at Therese Paylor. I am at BK Sports Talk. Therese, how you doing tonight, my man?
1: Hey, BK, man, I'm rolling. Feeling good. I like that intro music, right? It fits his personality of the show. Um, Interesting week in football. I'm ready to chop it up, man. Let's roll. All
0: right. Let's start with the news of the day. Let's get right into it. We have a lot to get into throughout the evening. I want to talk to Therese about what we saw from the defense against Denver and if that is for real. Plus, uh, what kind of trade talk is he hearing about the Chiefs? We'll get into that coming up later on in the show. But obviously, the big story in Kansas City is Patrick Mahomes. What's the latest that you're hearing, Therese?
1: Reported on Sunday that a second opinion went well. Source told me. Um, but I'm going to reiterate this. A definitive timeline for his return still unknown Till some time passes. You got to – it depends on how the rehab goes, how the follow-up MRIs look like. And Andy Reid uh, kind of reiterated that to, uh, today. Pump the brakes. I guess people can read into it however they want, but he said it was a stretch for Patrick to play on Sunday. In, <laughs> which in the past – which, like, in the past is like a – that's typically him saying it's not happening, yeah. right? So, like, that's – you know, that's not like a – You guys, Mahomes not playing the week after he
0: dislocated his kneecap. It's It's not happening, right? Like, isn't
1: it funny how like that just kind of came out of no, like, like you saw it like four days ago, right? We both saw it. We were both like, oh boy, right? It is just like they had to pop it back into place. It's like, yeah, it's probably a stretch. He's not gonna play. It's like, yeah, (laughs) right. right, right." I would imagine. I would hope not. I would hope not, right? (laughs) But here's the thing, I guess. Like, and this is real. Like, this is real, right? This kid is an unbelievable competitor. Like. The, the, the news coming out, like, I was hearing stuff that night, like, hey, you know, it's good. Like, we're hearing good news on this, you know, um, could be word that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of that is just because, A, like, they kind of got what they wanted to get, like, that night. Like, the results of the stuff they were able to do there was, was good. But also, he is an unbelievable competitor. He's going to want to join his teammates as soon as possible, bro. I couldn't believe,
0: and we'll get into some of the more like big picture ramifications of this here in a minute, but when I watched, and we all saw it, the oh, video yeah. of him getting the kneecap put back into place. Popped into place. And then he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to accept the cart yeah. because I'm just going to walk off after the you moved warrior. my kneecap back into its place. And then they kept showing video of him like walking around to go from oh. x-ray room to locker room, and I was like, no, just sit down. Right, just sit take, down somewhere, please. Take, take a seat. Just get on the cart. Like, what is going he, on? He here? just
1: he's just like he didn't want his teammates to see that, you know. Um, and there's only so many guys that are like that. It's that Matt Stafford gene where they're they're gonna play through everything, and that's just kind of how they're built, right? That warrior mentality. But I, I do expect like the Chiefs are gonna have to protect him from himself a little bit. I do think that they'll have to do that. I, I expect them to do that, whatever that looks like. I would hope they would do that because, you know, I wrote a column about this, BK, man. This isn't about 2019. Like, I know. Like, everybody wants to see the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year. I'm with it, man. I get that. You know, I've, I've covered this team since 2013. I've been there with you guys for all the highs and lows since then, man. I get that, bro. But you got a generational quarterback for 15 years, man. You can go, BK, you can go – half a century without having a player like this, let alone a quarterback. Yeah, you would so, know. You watch so the Lions. Yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> it, man. Like, hey, man, my Lions, they've gone. Well, Barry Sanders is in this echelon, but he wasn't a quarterback, you know? So, you know, I, I just say you got to be careful. And, like, obviously, he's on track to return this year. But personally, man, me, I would wait till, like, after the bye. Like, that, that feels safe to me. And if these guys can't rally to go 500 in these games without them, you know, then then they, they have to prove it. Like, I say let these guys go in there and prove that they can step up without their quarterback.
0: All right. I want to get a few more specifics from you, and then I want to look at this because I, I have a particular uh, a timeline that I would like to see. I'll get that to you here in just a minute, but – the process for him to get back is what, Therese? Like, what what does he need to go through that you understand based on your reporting, based on the people that you've talked with? What kind of things does he need to do before he's able to get back onto the field for the Chiefs?
1: So he's gonna he's gonna go through like pool therapy, and he's gonna continue to like rehab this, and like over the course of days, and we, he's gonna have to show that that joint is stable, and that the risk of potentially hurting it again is mitigated somewhat by how stable it looks. So, like, they'll get little indications of how stable the thing is based on how he responds to, like, rehab. And I expect them to be even cautious when reading that stuff. But they'll have a sense. You know, Stafford came back from this in, like, three weeks, right? Like, so, So, like, this is doable, right? But as far as pushing it goes, I would totally expect them to just look to make sure that for where he's at right now, and where he's going to be over the next month, it's as stable as they can get it considering the injury. Best case, worst case
0: scenario right now, based on what ev- all the reporting seems to have been, it sounds like three weeks is like best case scenario. He, he gets yeah, back but, in about three weeks. Worst case, after the bye?
1: See, like, the injury has like a general timeline of three to six weeks, right? Like, you can take that. That's But players react to it differently, but we, we're not going to know how Patrick reacts to it to, to – till he does some of this rehab and we see some MRIs and we see how his body responds to it. So, I mean, generally, yes. You know, the timeline's solid, generally. But, um, you know, we're, we're <laughs> in a grand scheme, you know, the worst-case scenario is that it doesn't respond poorly and he doesn't play again this year. And the best-case scenario is that it responds really well and he 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 beats that three- to six-week timeline. But we just
0: don't know where it's at. Okay, so here's where I'm at, Torres. And this is me playing doctor. I do not have a, a medical degree, obviously, but
1: Oh, you're pulling a Bill Belichick. On.
0: I'm gonna play doctor for a moment. Oh. I don't wanna see him back in Mexico.
1: Oh, I don't want God, to see no.
0: it. Are you kidding? No. Last year they tried to play a game in Mexico, <laughs> oh, and the God. week before, Shakira had a damn concert, and they were like, Yeah, no, this field is so messed up. <laughs> we can't play a football game here. <laughs> ah, welcome to I don't wanna see it. I, if he is even questionable, no, like if there chance, is bro. any any no. scenario no. whatsoever where it's like, yeah, we think we should, we're, I, we're pretty good. No, hold him out. 100%. Wait until after the bye, like I said, play
1: against the Raiders. Like I said, I don't want to see him there either. Like, we don't know. I'm sure the field will be better because, like, what happened last year was an embarrassment. But, like, no, like, no, I don't want him crossing into another country. I don't want him getting on that plane ride. I don't want none of that, man. Like, no. At the end of the day, like, you. But, but these guys the have weeks. to be like that's right. what they're targeting. It's it's and, insane to me. But, that I, I hear about how three weeks out, and then the
0: fourth week, that'd be a month since the injury. That's kind of the timeline that they're I, looking at. I don't want to see it. I, I don't, don't either, man.
1: And I just I don't think that that. I mean, look, we at the end of the day, we don't know how he's going to respond to the to the therapy. We don't know how he's going to respond to the treatment. So, like, only <laughs> imagine. Like, I can only imagine the terror because if this was Barry Sanders, when I was, you know, I'd just be like, hey, listen, he's done for the year, whatever. Uh, um Look, I get it, man. I totally get it. And I'm actually kind of that same ilk. Like, let him have the bye week. Don't rush him back before you need him. Like, this team should be able to go two and two during the stretch. You know, there's some tough games here. Like, I get it. But the Titans don't look very good. And the Chargers are in the midst of the season from hell. They're missing Okung, right? They're missing Forrest Lamp, and they're missing Marquise Pouncey. And those are the guys who are protecting Phillip Rivers. So I'm with you 100%. I said it earlier, I'm saying it now. I wouldn't push it, cause cause it's not just about the knee, man. It's also about the high ankle sprain. Every time he, we're forgetting about the high or the ankle sprain. Excuse me, we're forgetting about the ankle sprain every time he's getting hit. We're always we're like, oh no, like all it takes is one little knock on it, and he's a different player. So, I think both of them got to heal up. Take your time. Let's see how this thing rolls.
0: I just don't want to see him in Mexico City. That's that's all I ask. I, I don't feel like this is too much to ask. Just sit you get now, you gain an extra two weeks by doing it, and you don't have to have him play on a ridiculous field down and, in
1: Mexico. And you're five and two in a weak division. Like you have room here to even go one and three, and it wouldn't be the end of the world.
0: He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kiley. It is the Therese Paler show on 610 Sports Radio. We've got a ton to get into tonight. A lot of content for you guys until seven o'clock. We're doing it here with you with Therese Paler. Brandon Kylie coming up next. We saw the defense look legitimately good yeah. on Thursday night. Was that saying something about this defense or was that saying something about the putrid Denver offense? We'll get into that coming up next. It is the Tres Paler show on 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome back. It is the Tres Paler show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. He's Tres Paler. We're talking about how the Patriots are going to lose to the <laughs> Bengals in the break. If you're wondering how this show is going. It's a lot of fun. It's protein, I'll see you with the Purpose X line is 69306. We want to hear from you guys. we get some of your questions coming up at about six forty five or so. All right, so the defense looked legit on Thursday night, Therese.
1: It, it was different.
0: Really good. It was different. They had intensity, they had a pass rush, they were aggressive, they were blitzing. Reggie Ragland was on the football field.
1: Guys, guys were splitting double
0: teams. Was that because the Chiefs' defense is better or is that because the Broncos stink? Because I think the Broncos stink. Oh, God. I mean, but could
1: it also be that the Chiefs' defense is getting better? May, maybe a combination of both. I mean, listen, Joe Flacco, I told you. <laughs> what, t- tell him what I said last week about their passing game. It's awful. It's, it's I, atrocious. I said, it's one of the worst passing games <laughs> in football. You saw why. Like, even the way he steps to the line of scrimmage, like he gives the call – Like it's just it's just horrible. It's just all of it is. I thought Philip Lindsay was going to kill him when when he got Philip Lindsay laid out to dry.
0: (laughs) I thought Philip Lindsay was going to come over,
1: smack him across the head, and say, "Get out of the game." I felt like it was Rocky Three, and like (laughs) Philip Lindsay was like, "Damn it, Rock!" (laughs) and Philip and Joe Flacco was like. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Philip Lindsay. Like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> like I just felt like it was totally Rocky Three, and he was just he, he's finished. Like no, look, the passing game is atrocious, and one thing I noticed is that it seemed like the Chiefs linebackers were were, were more aggressive. Blitz in the line of scrimmage. It felt like they run blitz more. I still haven't looked at the 22. I'm looking forward to diving Ragland into Ragland played
0: defensive tackle. Like, <laughs> he was basically he, he was, he was he was right, playing free right. tech for like yeah, 90% like, of the game. I was like, right, what is, like what is happening like, out
1: here? I, I, I just love the ability to put those guys on some sort of downhill plane. Let's just eliminate some of this read and react. Just get downfield. And if they beat you, they beat you. But, like, you can go out like a man living that way, you know? I did see
0: after the game, Therese. I think it was the first time that we noticed this. Frank Clark had some sort of contraption on his arm.
1: Did you see the video oh, and no. the pictures of that? No, I've been noticing it. It's there. Like, I it's, mean it's, that looked like JJ Watts yeah. arm brace And that he's he got wears. the big he's got the big white sleeves and uh-huh. stuff. Like, yeah, like it's I've said this a couple times. Sure. You know, like he's clearly like he's he's a warrior too. I told you he loves football. He's trying to like he, he's going to be out there for his team after signing a $100 million contract. But I will say also this, you know, yesterday, uh, Thursday's game, that was the Frank Clark that we saw on tape last year. There was there was effective pass rush moves on a straight plane to the quarterback, and there was explosion, right? There was some explosion in these pass rush moves. Um, good start, you know, it was good for him. But – And he wasn't the only one, right? Derek Naughty had some plays, and, you know, even Colin Saunders, my juice guy, like, Good, great. Good performance against Denver. You shut down a great – or, I'm sorry, you shut down a good run de- offense. It's a good run offense. It, it I thought that. you were going to go no. with a good offense. God. I was like, well, I have eyes, I- Brandon.
0: <laughs> Come on. Like, what? I bet you were just misspeaking. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's make sure we
1: correct this before we
0: get too no, far on the
1: road. No, no, no. I, I think I have eyes here. I got it. Um, it is a good rush offense, though. It, so, can we see this this week against the Packers? Because I, I don't know if we – put it this way it's gonna be different this week okay you got a magician in aaron Rodgers at quarterback he still got it and i'm telling you the packers offensive line this is a team i've done a lot of tape work on because i'm a national i'm watching it they get after you man like they beat up and emasculated the cowboys a couple weeks ago i want to play this
0: audio for you this is teddy Bruski, this is rex ryan and this is randy moss they're talking about the chiefs and they were discussing whether or not it can be actually a good thing for the Kansas City Chiefs to be without Patrick Mahomes for the next three or four weeks. Sounds ridiculous it's on, it's, on its surface. Let's listen to what they had to say.
1: I watched the Chiefs play defensively, special teams, just their overall attitude, and it seems like they know they got a player that will give them 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. So they're playing like they're going to score 30 points a game. So the defense now, you are forced to have more of accountability, to play better, to win some 20 to 17 games, to play better defensively, learn how to play complementary football, which is what they need to do. I believe if they get their minds right during the streak where however Pat Mahomes is gone, they can, Pat Mahomes comes back and joins them. They can be an even better team because they have to win. They're forced to win without him. Well, as crazy as it sounds, I totally agree with you. I mean, look, their defense hadn't shown up until what happened when Pat uh, went out of the game. That defense went to a totally different so level. They scored on defense, so, yes. Yeah, it's amazing to see that happen. But, man, oh, man, I'd like to play him without Pat Mahomes. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to disagree with you both. When you look at what Patrick Mahomes means to this organization, to the franchise, yes, I'm an offensive player. When you look at production of the offensive guys, Patrick Mahomes is going to be missed for a couple of weeks, and this team is going to pay for it. Not knowing what they're going to get in quarterback more, but they're going to miss the
0: MVP. All right. What do you think about that, Therese? Because I have my thoughts. I'd be
1: curious about your reaction to it. Um, I felt like I kind of said it, actually, right? So, like, in my column, I said, like, let's see what his teammates do. Now there's, like, real tangible pressure to, like, perform because you don't have the ultimate eraser at quarterback. But on the other hand, he's the MVP. He's the best player in football. Like, so it's it, – you're not better off losing the guy for now. But I will say this. If you love the game of football, it is a good thing that he has time now to rest. Both those injuries. The high ankle sprain was going to, or the ankle sprain was going to continue to be a thing. It was going to continue to be a thing. So now you have a reason to rest both, right? It, it's possible to live in both those worlds where you're not better off with him on the bench, but there's a benefit to it being that he gets to rest and other players. Have to step up now, and the defense is included. Like, this is a gut-check time. Let's see it. I would add, and Carrington said this earlier today. I thought it was a really
0: interesting point. The Chiefs do one thing well. Now, they're the best at it. I compared it to if you're an NBA team and you're shooting three-pointers at a rate that no other team in the league does. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a lot more margin for error. Mm -hmm. Like, you can be a little worse defensively. You can be a little worse when it comes to your rebounding. You Mm -hmm. can be a little worse when it comes to your ball handling. Like... All of those things could be like average. Mm-hmm. It could still be a really good basketball team because you're making the shots that matter the most. The Chiefs are the best at the thing that matters the most, which is their passing game. Mm-hmm. They have the best quarterback. They have mm-hmm. a top five receiver. They have mm-hmm. the best tight end. Mm-hmm. They're the best mm-hmm. at that. They also are not very good at, at running the football. Mm-hmm. They're not very good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. They're okay against the pass this year. I would like to see them become good at something, mm-hmm. something other, other than, than throwing, just the football. throwing the football. Right. Whether that's their running game, their yeah. offensive line, maybe building some cohesion, maybe it's the defense, building a pass <laughs> rush that they had a year ago, whatever it may be, whatever it is, they have to add something in this time. I thought it was a good point by Carrington. I disagreed with it at first because I said they're the best at what they do. Oh, today? This, they, you yeah, disagree we with it about the, Yeah. At huh. first, I basically said Wait, he like, changed your mind on it? He did. At first, huh. I was of the opinion— The Chiefs are the best at the thing that matters the most, and that's what got them there last year. And then he was like, yeah, but what about their pass rush? I was like, you know, good point. They had something else that they were good at. They had their pass rush.
1: Football is still a game. This year they need something else. Football is still a game where you you can't – there's 53 men, and there's 22 starters. You you can't just rely on one thing unless it's historically great. (laughs) Like, even the 99 Rams, who had that amazing offense, their defense was really opportunistic. They took away the football. So, like, it can't just be – Mahomes is going out there slinging, and that's going to – because Kareem Hunt's not back there. So so you're a little weaker from where you were last year when you had that historic offense. So, yeah, man, like this is why I was harping on the run-the-ball train a couple weeks ago. It, it, like this is what that's about because it's still about – football's still a team game, and you, you're you about to see why. If you want to win games in this league, you got to be able to do multiple things well. And
0: now they just became an underdog. Like, on Sunday against the Packers, they're a three-point underdog. And you know how you win these games? You win these games, by the way, if the teams beat the Chiefs. It could be fun, (laughs) right? It's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird to watch them (laughs) because Andy Reid's going to have to go into a place where he's very uncomfortable. Andy Reid is about to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because he needs to run the football against the Packers. He needs to control the clock against the Packers. His defense needs to create turnovers against the Packers. Like all the things that teams tried to do against the Chiefs to be able That's to right. beat Patrick Mahomes. Now you have to flip the script. That's right. It's you a, take great. the Colts, you take Let's the Colts see. game plan that they used against Pound you. It up. And you do that against the Packers and see if it works. Well. It might not. But that's how that's that is your game plan. And you have run. it's the, the only opportunity. You, you have, have to
1: be willing to understand that it might not. There's a pretty reason. It chance probably. I, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> the Packers front's good, man. Like I. But, but here's what I don't want to see. I'll be at that game. I don't want to see 91 and 55. The Smith brothers just teeing off and doing their little dances after sacks. OK, because they will do it. They have an array of dances. they will break out for you. Once they've done it, Smith's got a real good one where he hits the ground. and So so let's limit the opportunities that Smith has a chance to hit the ground and put his arms out. You know I don't want to see dancing is Jire Alexander because he'll do it too. (laughs) He'll find a way after a play when he gets a pick. God, I love that guy. He's amazing. He's great, right? He's amazing. Like. The Packers' defense actually is really fun to watch, man. Like, the Smith... like ball, and they're all well coached. They got a really good
0: defense coordinator, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: he's, he's bringing it, man. And, obviously, they're running the football, too. So, this is going to be a tough matchup. Like, I think it's going to be hard to run the football. But I I do think this, though. I think it's possible Andy Reid pulls out a 2017 at Raider game. Remember, when it was all muddy and stuff. And there's just pre-snap motion. And they're just play action and they're running the football there's a fullback involved he just brings out andy reed's like 1999 playbook like it, i think that's a possibility look it's a night game so this is on tv now he's gonna want a respectable showing i wouldn't be surprised if we see it he's therese paler
0: i'm brandon Kylie. it is the therese paler show on 610 sports radio get your questions in on the protein house Eat i will answer them. text line at 69306 We'll get to the best ones coming up at 645. Coming up next, is the two seeds still attainable? I was called crazy earlier today by half of our audience when I said it was. I will ask Therese Paler that question next on the Therese Paylor Show on 610 Sports Radio.
1: The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back.
0: It is the Therese Paylor show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. He's Therese Paylor. The protein i with a purpose text line is 69306. We will get to all the listener questions coming up here in just about 15 minutes or so. I want to ask Therese about any trade talk that he's hearing about here in just a moment. But I'm ready for that. The two seed. Yes. I don't know if you've seen this, Therese, but there's a stat that's been floating around Twitter the last few days. Mm-hmm. No team that played on Wild Card Weekend has made it to the Super Bowl since when? Do you know the answer to that? I don't know the answer to that. 2012. It's been seven years since a team Hmm. that played on Wild Card Weekend made it to the Super Bowl. So, Hmm. relative to that, two-seed seems kind of important right about now for a lot of Chiefs fans. Hmm. I said earlier today, I think the two-seed's still in play for the Chiefs. Still in play. Likely, maybe not. But still in play. Because... The Texans, I thought, were the twelve and four team in this conference that could have potentially had that kind of a ceiling. I don't view the Colts that way. I think they're a ten and sixteen. I do too. I think the Ravens could maybe get to eleven and five, but the Chiefs have the tiebreaker over them. I think the goal for this team should be get to eleven and five. You get to eleven wins, yeah. I think you've got a shot at it. Do you still view the two seed as a stand- as attainable Absolutely. for the Chiefs?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I- I- I'm shocked that there must be a sentiment that maybe it's not attainable. They're 5-2 and two right now. I think that's definitely attainable. Um, and I'll take that, at like, a step further. I think that's attainable, but I don't care about the stat, the 2012 stat. I don't care about it at all because, like I, I explained earlier, and I've, I fully believe this, when you have an eraser quarterback like Mahomes, as long as he's healthy enough to absorb blows – you can win anywhere in the wild card round, and the divisional round, and he gives you a chance to win in a place where the phones don't work. So it just doesn't bother me at all. But to assume that that's not a possibility, it's, it's very attainable. Andy Reid could go 2-2 two and two over this next stretch if Mahomes doesn't play. And then you got five games left, right? And then What? The the uh, check the schedule down the down the stretch. It's pretty soft aside from a game against the Patriots.
0: Yeah, they've got they've got Chicago, but that's looking <laughs> easier today.
1: Than, <laughs> that, Wait, that, where's that game at though,
0: bro? In Chicago, it's it, it's a it's a on the road in December. Yeah. Well, you guys gonna be freezing? Well, probably gonna be if this season
1: keeps going a certain way, those guys would be thinking about Acapulco. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told recently, by the way, that people don't go to Acapulco anymore. But I'm gonna keep saying it because it's funny. What is the what
0: is out of curiosity? What is the vacation that typically the NFL <laughs> players are taking?
1: It's like Jamaica, Barbados. That's the that go-to. Kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Hawaii sense. too. Hawaii's good. I, I mean, Hawaii's yeah. great. Yes, yeah, I... like, but like you know, stuff like that. But I, it's, I just feel like I hit the point home more <laughs> when I say Acapulco. I don't know. So their December schedule.
0: At the Patriots, Broncos, that's a very winnable game at home. Yeah. At the yeah. Bears, and then Chargers. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it in the winnable category, Trez. Yeah, you can tell me if you disagree. Yeah, and then Chargers on December 29th at Another home. one. That's another one. Hey. And you've got the Raiders coming off of the bye. So the last five games, like, you should win four of those. Yeah. The Patriots game, Absolutely. we all know how that goes. Like, we'll see. But
1: the other four, you should win. I mean, I think I told you this at. I- out like during the break, like the, the Patriots game is winnable too because Bill's not going to show you what he's going to do to defend you until January. It's like he's not going to – like there might be stakes in the game, but you're not getting A-plus Bill Belichick that day. You'll get A-minus, and that might be enough for the Chiefs to win. So it's possible for the Chiefs to sweep after the bye week. That's why I'm of the mind, like, let's just get through the bye. Let's make sure Patrick can, like, run around and there's a minimal chance of re-injury, and let's get him back because you're going to need him from December – through January. So,
0: kind of sticking with this for a minute, Therese, do you view the Colts, Texans, or Ravens? Who do you
1: view as the biggest threat to that right
0: now in the, the
1: Oh, The Ravens. Oh, the Texans are Ravens, not the Colts. Like, I think the Colts are going to win nine to ten games. Very impressed with Frank Reich. I think he's a good candidate for coach of the year, but I think there's a difference between the Ravens and Texans and uh, those guys because the Ravens and Texans both have quarterbacks that can beat you, whether it's Lamar or whether it's Deshaun Watson. like those, Both those guys are going to scare you in January. Both of them can make plays. Um, so, yeah, I mean, both those teams could beat you theoretically. I think they're on a different plane than the Colts are. So those teams are the teams that you view as the biggest threats for yeah. the 2 seed right yeah, now? Absolutely, along with the Chiefs, yeah. Okay. He's Therese
0: Paler. I'm Brandon Kiley. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I wanted to ask you about the trade talk, okay? Because right now, things seem to be heating mm. up. Mika Fitzpatrick already traded Marcus Peters already traded Jalen Ramsey last week already traded and now today the Raiders traded Gary Conley to the Texans there's some reports that Chris Harris might be on the block the Broncos starting to look that way we'll see what happens with these other teams that are starting to look at themselves as sellers what are you hearing right now about the Chiefs and looking towards the deadline I
1: I think I think I think Chiefs got uh, uh, I think the Chiefs were dealt a dose of bad luck by the Cardinals suddenly deciding to wake up and play football. Um, they're 3-3-1 three, three and one right now somehow, and I, I don't think they're going to move Peterson. I mean, they're just at a point now where they're competitive. Um, you know, Steve Kime is trying to, trying to like, win enough games. I just – so you're – uh, unless something ha- happens there that uh, – I just – I don't think that that's something that, you know, th- that they're going to move on right now. Um, and then from there, listen – I, I, <laughs> you can get some guys that are, that might be out there, right? Like, you know, um, I, I just, I, my hunt, I'm thinking that it's good, that the only thing out there that's like really available, like are bad contracts. So I'm just telling you where I'm at right now is that this team's going to have <laughs> to get better by internal improvement because I'm just not hearing about a lot of candidates outside of the organization that are viable um, that that will help you. It's just bad contracts right now, B. It's interesting because
0: we've been talking about this a lot on our day parts shows, and I have now arrived at a place where I'm not going to say that I like the Chiefs' corners because that's not where I'm at. I'm <laughs> begrudging
1: acceptance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be at you corner. Know, yeah, you know. Breeland's been okay. Yeah. We've seen Fuller have moments. Yeah. Ward's been better than expected this year. Finton had some moments yeah. on Thursday night. If they can't trade for a top-end corner, if Xavier Howard's not available, if Patrick Peterson's not available, there's no reason why the Vikings guys at this point would become available. They're a legitimate contender. That's- I would rather see them, if they're going to trade for somebody that's just like a body, a, a solid yeah, veteran presence. That. You know... Those dudes should be defensive tackles or linebackers yeah. at corner.
1: They've got those guys. But right. Sean Breland is the veteran presence kind of, at corner. You're looking for like impact guys right now, you know, um, and Zavian Howard's an interesting guy. You know, I did a feature on him. I went down to Miami last year on him. Great guy. Love him. Like, I think he's a good dude and a great football player. But Miami just paid him and they got him on a good deal. You know, I, I think maybe they would listen but I don't think that – I mean, you have to overwhelm them with an offer, and you're the Chiefs. You've surrendered a lot of that draft capital here. I think we still know that this team needs reinforcements all basically all over, and the best way to do that is with draft picks because it's cheap, cost-controlled talent. Like, I I just I, – I, I'm scared of what the overpay to the Dolphins would be, bro. So, I'm at the same place. I'm just being honest, BK. I Absolutely. Just, I just don't think that – I mean, at this point, I'm not hearing of any, like, Any like exciting prospect. You got screwed by the Bengals, by the Cardinals, like somehow being good. So the Bengals somehow being good. The Cardinals. Excuse me, the Cardinals. I did that to you.
0: (laughs) Freudian slip. I'm blaming you for this one. That's one thing. The other problem is that all of the corners that probably would have made sense for the Chiefs are the corners they literally can't trade for. Like Marcus Peters, in a theoretical world, <laughs> right, in a contract, would have yeah, made I all of the sense in the world for the Chiefs. And yeah, the other guy that makes a ton here. of sense is no Chris Harris.
1: He's Chris in the Harris division.
0: makes all the sense in the he's world. He's amazing.
1: Contract year, oh, He's a can really you guy, good player. Yeah. Play, loves,
0: now, loves and respects Mahomes, too, now. He's now shown this year he can play outside. Like, yeah. previous years, he was always a slot uh, corner. This year, they've moved him outside. He can play anywhere luck. for you. He can shadow other dudes. Like, He's everything they would want in a player, and probably could come at like a second round price instead of a first round. Right. since that's he's a great. rental, right? Yeah, like less price, only a year, trying to prove his value. Everything about that makes sense, except for the fact that he plays for the Broncos, and Absolutely. there's no chance they're going to give that, him to you.
1: So that's what I'm saying, man. Where I'm at is that this team's got to get better through internal improvement. Um, you've kind of cast your cast your lot with some of these guys. Like, you got to – they're going to have to step up. That's kind of where I'm at because I'm just not hearing a lot about a lot of um, outside candidates that can help this team, like, right now that are big-name guys. Is there anybody that you think could potentially become
0: available? Like, if I were to prod and say, is there a guy like Desmond Trufant who's probably not a great contract, is that even a guy that you would be interested in? or, Or are there other names like that that you think could potentially become available That would be of interest for the Chiefs.
1: Just bad contract guys, you know. Just and there's an there's an aspect of this we need to remember too. Like Mahomes, contract is coming, which is part of the reason. Like he he's not scared to push it. Like he's gonna get paid regardless. Like so, like there's no like oh you know you might not pay me now. He's getting his money. Um and and and, um yeah that's part of it. I just oh and, and they'd like to do something with Jones. Like they'd like to right. But but you have to have. They got a lot of cap space now. It'd be nice if they could roll that over. Like, that could help. They can cut some guys next year, create a ton of space. Like, they they could actually <clears> be in <throat> a pretty <throat> decent... <laughs> and it, I, something <laughs> tells me that that's been talked about a little bit on the drive. I don't know. Uh, um, with, with his biggest fan, CDOT. But, no, look, look, man. I, they actually won't be in a horrible position because of the cap space they have now when they pay Pat $200 million. Um, because they're so... You'd be messing that up by trading for a bad contract if you're not sold on the guy.
0: I want to ask Therese about something he said about Chris Jones. We'll get into that on the other side. Plus, we're going around the NFL. The Colts had a huge upset this week, and Frank Reich making a case for Coach of the Year. And we'll get to your text messages. Any questions you may have for Therese, get them in on the Protein ProteinLC with a Purpose text line. That's 69306. It's the Therese Paler Show. We wrap things up next on 610 Sports Radio.
1: The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back. It is the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. He's Therese Paler, one of the best NFL riders in the country. Get your text in. The Protein LC with a Purpose sex line is 69306. If you say something like this, Dusty, if you say something like this, we're definitely going to ask your question. Not a question, but I just wanted to say I look forward to this show every week. You oh, guys yeah. are a fantastic
1: duo. If you
0: start your question with a premise like that, <laughs> We're gonna I add, can promise you we will answer
1: it. BK, this guy, he should have. He could have got his question answered. He, <laughs> he should have tacked that on to the end of that. That's yeah, a little Just, pro just tip. tag it with that. Uh, just
0: add that to whatever your question is. We'll be sure bro. to make, it, yeah. make sure to get to yours. So we'll get to those coming up here in just a moment. But before we get to around the NFL, you mentioned that you think that the Chiefs would like to get something done with Chris Jones. Yeah. Do you I think do. that has anything to do with... Um, their lack of urgency in adding a player at the deadline. You- no,
1: no, actually, I think they want them to add a guy at the deadline. Okay. It's just there's not like a lot of great options. Like I think they would like to. I've been consistent about that. Like they they. The benefit to, like, not making the trades, they get to roll over the money. But you know how this cap is, bro. You can do whatever you want to do for the most part, as long as you've got some savviness about you, Cap-wise. So I I don't think that has – I think that's a good question. I I don't think that – I think they would add a meaningful player if they could and if they deemed it worth it. I'm just still trying
0: to understand. And maybe it is just as simple as they wanted as much money, as much flexibility as possible, and they weren't going to make any moves with Hitchens or or Fisher. But, like – They made the move earlier in the year where they kicked the can down the road with the converting of the salaries, and none of that stuff matters. Basically, they got more cap space by having less flexibility moving forward Mm -hmm. with Hitchens and Fisher, and I'm just surprised they made that move if nothing more was coming.
1: I think they gave themselves an opportunity to make a move by doing it. Because I, I don't think they were, they're not, they weren't going to move on Fisher. Like they were, they watched enough practice The Hitchens one was no, the one but, that but surprised BK, me. BK, they watched enough practice to know how much they <laughs> <laughs> But, but no, Hitchens too, right? Like I, I think they believe in him. You know, okay. he's still kind of like a, was he, 26 now? Like he, I think they believe in him. um I mean, I get they gave it. him the money that suggests yeah. that they definitely no, no, believe you know, in him. But, so sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think they're invested in him now is what I should say. Right. So, um, I get it. Believe me. I get it. Um. So, so yeah, I I get it. I think they put themselves in a position to be able to absorb that type of salary if the right thing came across.
0: Well, let's go around the NFL, my friend. We've got a lot to get into this week. There's a lot of stories around the league and a Sunday when the Chiefs weren't playing this time around. One of the biggest upsets, in my opinion, of the week, and it may not have been that way in terms of the actual point spread, but the Colts go- beating the Texans. Frank Reich has this team on a track that I frankly didn't see coming. Really? I was too low on them coming into the year. Wait, what did you say they were gonna do? I thought they were gonna be like a seven and nine, eight and eight type of team. I don't.
1: I guess I. I don't. I don't. Don't beat yourself up for that. Like, what? What would you say their range was? Seven and eight. I seven or yeah, eight wins, somewhere around there. I just okay, thought it Mine was, an was a average little higher. Football team. See, mine was a little higher, but I didn't think seven wins was crazy. I thought they'd be respectable, but I thought the, I thought it was gonna be between seven and nine. Look, seven and nine wins, they could still get there. Okay, like they've done well. Like, okay congratulations, you know, like, it's been a good season, but we'll see where they are at the end of the year. It's still a long season. They might be
0: the favorite at this point to win the AFC uh, South, though. Like, I, I think at this yeah. point, given the win over the Texans, well, they they might be the yeah, favorite to win that division. They just beat them. It's and Frank Reich might be the favorite to win coach of the year. He this should year. be.
1: I agree with the latter part. If they go 9-7 or 10, if, God, if they go 10-6, and six, it's over. It's over, like, like Kenny Smith during the NBA <laughs> slam dunk con. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Like, trust me. If they go 10-6, and 6, it's over. Believe me. But, like, 9-7 and 7 is still a great year. I, but I think we agree, right? The Texans are the best team in that division. Oh, they yeah. should do it, right?
0: I, I still believe that to be true. I think they okay. have the highest ceiling. They have the best quarterback. But I've just consistently been impressed with the way that that team is just a good well, organization from top to bottom. Well, it, it, it's a... It's a better version, even though the record isn't better necessarily. But it is what I think a lot of people view the Bills as, just being a good, solid organization from top to bottom with a competent coach. I, I think looking back, Frank Reich might have actually been the best coach on that staff in Philadelphia a oh, few years ago. Oh, like you Charles know?
1: and I on the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, free plug. We've been talking about this for a year. Like I think we know one of the main reasons they won that Super Bowl now, right? John D. Filippo's moved on. Hasn't had the same success. Doug Peterson's been okay, but had Frank Wright, Hey, looking pretty good right now, right? Um, and, and I'm glad that people are starting to understand how good Frank Reich is because he he really is exceedingly competent. I got two stats I mentioned on my our Sunday Night Freestyle, the podcast that I do with Charles Robinson on Sundays that I'm a, that I think show how competent Frank Wright's staff is. The first one: Did you know Indy scored at least 23 points in 11 consecutive home no. games? And did you know that the <laughs> you're, you guys are going to really respect this as Chiefs fans? Indies defense, led by a young defensive coordinator that's very good in Matt Eberflus. Mazume. The Colts defense has not allowed a 100 yard rusher in 24 straight games. Woo! Can you I, believe that? The Chiefs that? have
0: done it in 24 straight.
1: Imagine that. think that, right. streak
0: Stopped. On Thursday, but before then, I'm pretty sure it was 24 straight games. Now, that now how about it. this? That's
1: insane. How about this, BK? If and they've
0: done it with, like, three guys that you've ever heard of. Yes. On the defensive side I was just about to ball. say,
1: if I, I think you could do it, but, like, listeners at home, if I took away Justin Houston and I take away Darius Leonard, have fun. Name somebody else in that front seven.
0: Hey, you're probably naming the guys that they've drafted over the last exactly. couple of years. Like, that's it. Good luck. I mean, Malik good luck Quaker?
1: if you could even do it, you know? That's no, it. I said in the front uh, seven. Yeah, no. Yeah, no good chance, luck. right? Good yeah. luck, though.
0: So. All right, moving on around the NFL. The Chargers, man. Oh, man. The Chargers new and excruciating ways to lose. Yeah, bro. I I I said this earlier today. I think from 2 to 4 in the AFC West. Like if you exclude the top team oh, in any division and you just it's look it's 2 to 4, I think it is the worst division in football right now. Here's the
1: thing, and I'm I'm the John Gruden's Raiders are the second best team in this division. You know why? Cuz they actually know who they are. And there's, like, competency in it. Like, they know they're slow. Like, they're not fast on either side of the ball. But they're committed to the run game. They will cut block you. Oh, they will cut block you with the run game. They're good at it. They can execute that part of it. Josh Jacobs, they're committed to their run game. They went on first down. And they have an identity, even though their pass rush is completely non-existent. It's a a respectable outfit in Oakland. And even then, they should be 7-9. and They might get to 8-8 and because it's... This division is so poor. That's what I'm saying. You're lucky because of the division you play in. Got to be careful with my homes because you can absorb some losses here and still be okay. A guy
0: that's not lucky but is very good, Lamar Jackson. They pick up a he's huge win on the road oh, he's in Seattle, a place that's damn near impossible to win. Lamar Jackson looked awesome. Terez, at this point, is he back at or near the top of the MVP race
1: for you? I think he's definitely up there. Like I'm still putting Russell Wilson in that mix you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, those guys. But I, I will tell you this. The thing that impresses me the most about Lamar Jackson is the way, like, other players, like, talk about him, man. Like, I cannot believe the Michael Vick-like reverence he gets. Um, it, It is something. Uh, and I mentioned this on the podcast, too. Jadavion Clowney said, I always wanted to play against Michael Vick. I guess I'm getting the new era with Lamar Jackson right here, right now. Earl Thomas said, Lamar Jackson is the truth. Lights out football. Remember, this
0: reminds me of when Deshaun Watson, his rookie year, had that game against Seattle, and it was Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman, all them. Like they ended up losing the game. The Texans did. They're real dudes. But he he played out of his mind. And they after the game were like, "Yeah, that guy's for real." Same thing that the Broncos did after they played the Chiefs the first time when Mahomes had that Week Seventeen game.
1: Yeah, Earl Thomas isn't like about the BS. So like he doesn't think a guy can play even if he's a teammate. He won't just you know. So when when these kind of guys. Say stuff. It's the same thing that happened with Mahomes. Like, I remember talking to the Broncos after his first game a couple years ago. And, like, Von Miller's like, oh, man. And Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib. These are real guys. They're being really honest. They love them. One more thing I
0: wanted to get to around the NFL. Mitchell Trubisky. Whew.
1: Oh, boy. I don't know where they're going to do, bro. Are know. they already in the quarterback market? I think they have to be looking at it. Like, I think that's the team that needs to be thinking about trading for Nick Foles in the offseason. I'm actually dead serious. Um... Trubisky's just not seeing. He's just not seeing the field well. I, I, I can't wait to dive into twenty two to see what's going on with him. But I, what we're we're not, we're seeing him miss on some throws. He doesn't look confident at all, um, and it's affecting the whole offense. It's, it's a shame because I like some of their skill players. I like I, I like their defense. And here is what happens in the NFL when your quarterback's not a guy and your defense is really good. They start shutting it down a little bit, just like the Jags, Jaguars did last year. If they don't figure out the quarterback thing soon, they're going to have a repeat of what happened to the Jags last year.
0: Let's get to a few text messages. These come from the listeners. The Protein LZ with a Purpose text line is 69306. Therese, Andy said he has full confidence in Matt Moore. Is that because he's supposed to say stuff like that? Or is it because Matt Moore is actually better than I'm giving him credit for?
1: A little bit of both, but it's more Andy having confidence in himself because Andy knows that he can get a couple games out of me if he needed me. <laughs> he'd be like, hey, look, we, we got T here. A couple might be too pushing <laughs> it. <him. laughs> no, he, no, he, he no. He'd one. be like, hey, look, we got <laughs> T here. We're going to run this. D-. He'd do some things i do well. Um, he could get, look, he could get two games out of anybody, okay? Um, and, he look, he can get some games out of these guys. All right. Now, will you start feeling it around game three and game four? Sure. But, um... You know, I, I think he's just got a lot of confidence himself. Next one from the Pro
0: i I'll see you with the Purpose X Live 69306. If the Chiefs go 0-4 or 1-3 in the next four games with Matt Moore as quarterback, should we panic as fans no. or should we stay calm and see what Who happens cares? next?
1: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just see what happens next. Wait till Patrick comes back. Don't rush it. I'm with you on this BK. Don't want to see him before the bye, no matter what. 0-4, whatever. Just I think, I think fans will understand. I think, I think a healthy portion of fans will understand that you don't want to risk the franchise. Like, it, So even if you start 0-2, don't push him back. 0-3, don't push him. This, this is this is about a decade, not two, three months.
0: I just don't want to see him in Mexico. I've been consistent oh, on that. Me. Protein, I'll see you with the purpose. Sexline 69306. What about Vic Beasley? I hear he's been on the trading block. I mean... <laughs>
1: I mean he's D-Ford basically. <laughs> and I like D-Ford. D-Ford Ford. gets sacks
0: though. One <laughs> of <laughs> those guys gets sacked. Right, that's the, the problem. Other just he, you want not good against the run or the pass. Right.
1: So uh, he's a he's a D-Ford prototype. So and he's not as good as D-Ford. So um if you got him for the right price, I'm sure you could, you know, find some sort of role, but yeah, even price the right, $15 million, it'd be, that be like he's a owed. fifth round pick or something, dude. Like, you know, that's what it would be.
0: I'm good with Ogba. I'm good with I am, too. Adele. I just like, I don't know what the role would be. I'm good with be. the dudes they I don't got.
1: know what the role would be except nickel wide nine pass rusher. If you can find a 400-pound D-tackle that stops the run, oh, I'm that'd interested in that. That would be Nevada, great. That I'm interested Can in. we bring Snacks Harrison in here? <laughs> can we bring Gilbert Brown back out? I mean, can we figure something out, right?
0: He's Therese Paler. I'm Brandon Kylie. We always appreciate Dusty Likens. He's on the other side of this thing producing this for us. We are here every Monday night from 6 until 7 o'clock at Therese Paler at BK Sports Talk. It's the Therese Paler Show on 610 Sports Radio.